I have with me uh, a, a man that I am looking forward to speaking with. I've seen him in other interviews on Fox News and and just I can't believe he's here this morning. Stephen Williford is here. He is the good guy with a gun. He's also the hero of the Sutherland Spring church shooting. And this happened back in, uh, out in Texas back in November 2017. Stephen, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on. I absolutely uh, appreciate it, man. I, I need to let everybody know that I'm sponsored by Second Amendment Foundation, and they can find them at saf.org. And I'd like to also promote my own website, stephenwilliford.com. Um, so you can go on and book me to speak or something. I'm a lifetime member of the uh, um, the uh, Second Amendment organization. Second Amendment Foundation. Well, no, the, uh, what's the name of that? Gun Rights Somebody. What? The NRA. NRA, yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Stephen, pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You spoke at uh, the rally a couple weeks ago there in Virginia. There was a um, some, uh, a right to bear arms, a Second Amendment rally. You spoke there. How was that for you? Oh, that was surreal. There was such a big crowd. You know, the media said that it was twenty-two thousand. I have pictures that show that it was way more than 22,000. There may have been 22,000 on the Capitol grounds, but there were there were so many on the streets and stuff because the, the uh, they didn't let them on the Capitol grounds with their guns, so they stayed in the streets and they yeah. were lining all around the Capitol in the streets from from storefront to storefront from right to left through the streets and just down and such a such a good group of guys and women and. You know, it, it was an excellent uh, rally. I was really, really happy to see so many Americans showing up to protect our rights to bear arms. That was really, it was my blow for me. I know there were people from California and other areas as well. I met a man on the plane going there that was from Australia. Amazing. And then I met a, another guy that was out in the crowd that was from South Africa. Mommy that Africa, crazy? that's cool, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Some of the headlines about the event read, far-right extremists host gun rally in Virginia or gun rights activists descend on Virginia. Uh, why do you think uh, all Americans are not in support of the Second Amendment? I would think that every American would be in support of that. Uh, there ever Americans should be in support of it. Uh, it. It was crazy. They tried to make, they tried to make us people into us men and women that were there into gun nuts, and they tried to say that we were white supremacist and white nationalist. And I'm going to tell you that was a joke. Uh, you know, one, some of the people that met me, I, I had a militia that volunteered to come and be my bodyguards for, and I said, do you really think that uh, I need a bodyguard? And they said, well, Antifa's supposed to show up, and we just want to make sure. And among the group that met me and protected me were 
uh, was a Hispanic man and was a black man, and and you know, and they were just glad to be there, and there was no racism in any of the thing. You know, uh, the governor tried to make it into something that it was not. It was Americans. Yeah, I saw that. I noticed that from some of the footage that there were black people there. And they were going against this idea that it was white supremacists because the media always lie like that in an attempt to divide the people and pretend that white people are just these bad people. And so I was glad to see some black people showing up to support the amendment. Well, and and see, that's just it. You know, we're Americans. We need to 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 back up and support our Constitution. Yeah, it is Supreme Court the supreme law of this country, and they are treading all over our Constitution, and we can't let that happen. And it, it, it doesn't matter what your race is, what even your sexual orientation, there was, um, there was a whole group of um, LGBTQ or whatever, you know, that were there <laughs> flying their flag, and they were supporting the Second Amendment even. <laughs> you know, it, which is ridiculous. They, 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 it, it it was what it was. It, it it didn't matter. It was a full spectrum across, you know, America of who were represented there. I was told, I don't know if it's true or not, that there were Antifa there who supported the Second Amendment. They were not against it. Well, I mean, I, I don't support Antifa in any way. But I don't uh, either. They, they have a reason to want to support the Second Amendment also. Yeah. And I, I didn't see any personally, I didn't see any Antifa there, but, uh, uh, you know, um, everybody has a stake in supporting our Constitution. That's uh, right. That's, that's what this, that's what this great nation was built on. And I'm tired of uh, the left trying to divide this country and say that we are a different race or a different economic, uh, you know, that we should we should hate rich. But, you know, it's funny that Bernie Sanders and and um, Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren are all millionaires, and they're trying to say there's something <laughs> wrong with being a millionaire. Yeah, but yet they won't give up their money. Give it away. Yeah, they poor. won't give up their money, and they don't. They also they don't give up the the people around them that are guarding them with guns either. Yeah, we right. Should, we should give up our guns and our money and stuff and the things that we work for, but they're not going to give up theirs. <laughs> what is your background with firearms? Um, I grew up on a, a dairy farm, and uh, I was taught at five years old how to shoot, and before too long, I was defending our, our livestock from, from coyotes and things and predators with a with a gun uh so at a very young age i grew up shooting guns and was taught responsible right on and then uh when i became an adult i became a nra instructor and so i taught other people how to shoot guns and and how to be safe and see that's another thing is uh northam and the bunch in virginia they want to ban gun ranges, and they want to make it a felony to teach someone how to shoot a gun. That's crazy. If it was about safety, why in the world would you want to teach someone not to teach someone responsible gun ownership? You know, that proves right there it has nothing to do about safety, but it has to do about control. 
they want to shut down all the ranges that aren't owned by the Commonwealth of Virginia. Amazing. You know, and, and then say 90% of everyone on the range has to be a law enforcement officer. Well, that's, that's not going to teach people how to properly shoot a gun, how to maintain it, and how oh. to take care of their gun and be safe with it. You know, so that's, that's ridiculous. Well, the Democrats in Virginia told the people, you vote us in, we're going to change things. And yet the people voted them in. So I don't understand. If somebody tell you they're going to do wrong, why would you vote them in? Well, and in reality, I'm going to tell you some of what happened that got the Democrats voted in. And I didn't know this till I went to Virginia. Uh, and, and I'm going to say the Virginia Republican Party dropped the ball, too, because there were 33 uncontested seats. The Democrats ran 33 people that the, the Republicans didn't put anybody to run against them. Wow. And, and less than 6% voter turnout. Well, if, if you're a conservative, you're a strong conservative, and you don't have anyone else to vote for, you know, yeah. then you don't go to the polls. You know, why am I, you know, I'm not going to vote for this guy. And there's no one else to check off the box. They should have grabbed anybody and said, look, go down there, fill this form out. You're going to be our, our representative, right, right. you know, but, but 33 uncontested seats. That's amazing. That's, I, that's, that's ridiculous. I had not heard that before. That's mind blowing. No wonder the Democrats won over there. Yeah. How how hard is it? It's going to be terrible hard to keep uh, control of the House and the Senate and the governors if if you don't run anyone against them. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of like that in California, too. I think they're trying to change it now. But during those uh, election time, a lot of Republicans don't run against the Democrats. You don't have a lot of them running against them. It's time to start changing that. I wanted to ask, um, when you were growing up, were you afraid of guns? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. If if you're taught if you're taught responsible gun ownership, why would you be afraid of this? That's like more people get killed in cars every year by far yeah. than guns, and we don't seem to be afraid of cars because we're taught to to drive a car and how to how to handle a car. Yeah. Well, same thing should be said with a gun. That should be part of your growing up is is your uh, trained properly, and then it takes all the fear of it out. You know. Yeah. Uh, did I, uh, you know that more children are killed every year accidentally in swimming pools than accidentally killed with guns? I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. And more children are killed every year in bicycle accidents than accidentally killed with a firearm. It's been estimated that something like 3 million lives are saved um, by guns uh, every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those numbers, the typical media doesn't want you to know. Yeah. I grew how up. Many, how many incidences are there? And, and, then, and then even what happened with me, I can't tell you. You know, I can't speculate how many lives I might have saved or anything, so you can't put a number on that. Yeah. Or 
or Jack Wilson. In six seconds, he stopped a church shooter. I remember. He can't speculate how many people in that church might have died had he not stopped him. You know. Yeah, I uh, I got my I grew up in Alabama down by Montgomery, and and uh, I got my first rifle when I turned fifteen. And no one taught me to shoot. I had to see my grandparents using guns and things. I went right out, and I I saw a squirrel up in the tree, and I shot and killed the squirrel. And I had not been taught to shoot. I haven't killed anyone. It never occurred to me to do that. The guns were left right at the door. There was never an issue with the guns. It's a, it's a matter of uh, protection. You could protect your family with it. You can, you can hunt with it. You can, uh, you know, squirrels good eating, by the way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you know, sure I, is. Deer, I deer hunt with, you know, and someone, someone told me at the El Paso, when I went to the round table meeting with the governor of Texas, someone said, no one uses an AR-15 to hunt with. I said, excuse me, I do. <laughs> I use my AR-15 to hunt with. He said, why would you shoot an animal more than once? And I said, I don't. That's right. That's I right. Don't, just because you have that capability does not mean you're going to. That's right. An AR-15 fires one shot with one squeeze of the trigger, and there's no need to squeeze more off when you're hunting with an AR-15. I was glad to see the citizens down in Virginia stop that a bill that would ban AR-15. I was really glad to see them show up for that. They did, but now they're they're pushing registration of an AR-15, and uh, they've they've said, well, if we're going to ban them, we need to know where they are anyway. I'm going to tell you, do not register a gun, do not fall for it, don't don't do it. Uh, look at Germany, look at Venezuela, look at uh, Russia. They registered guns and then they went and they picked them up. You know. Yeah. They, saying, oh, we just need you to register them now. Well, if you register them, then they're going to come. They know where to, to go to pick them up. That and, makes and so much sense, man. That's true. I want to quickly ask you about uh, the uh, Sutherland Spring church shooting uh, that happened back in 2017. So this was another shooting at a church that you ha were at that day. But you were outside, right, of the church? I was, I was in my home relaxing, uh, trying to get some rest. And my daughter made me aware of it. And I grabbed a rifle and I, I grabbed some ammunition and I, I was loading the rifle as I ran out the door. Uh, and so you got, you arrived at the church and what did you see when you got there? Well, my daughter, when I ran to get the rifle, she jumped in her car and drove up the street to see what was going on. I never would have told her to do that. That's ridiculous. She was out there unarmed, running into gunfire. Yeah. She came back and she told me there's a man in black tactical gear shooting up the church. Uh, when I ran up across, as I ran across, I yelled out, and I, I believe that was the Holy Spirit yelling out for me and calling him out. He came out. He had on uh, class three body armor. Uh, for anybody in your audience that might not know, Class 2 is what police department carries. And Class 2 body armor will stop uh, pistol rounds. Class 3 will stop rifle rounds. Wow. And he, he came out of the church shooting at me, and he had on a, 
uh, a bulletproof SWAT helmet. Yeah. And I mean, he was he was ready to go, and uh, I confronted him, and I was able to hit him in the body armor, and he felt it, and uh, he started running for his vehicle at that time that was sitting in the middle of the road with the engine running and the driver's side door open. He was able to get in his vehicle, but when he turned to get in his door, I shot him between the plates, and, and the the body armor has a plate in the front and a plate in the back. Right. And it goes across the side, and when he turned to get in his vehicle, I was able to put him around in between the plates and one in high in his legs. He got in his vehicle, and he put two more rounds through the side window. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I put one where I perceived his head to be. I couldn't see it because of the reflection from the glass. Uh, and the coroner's report said he had an abrasion across his forehead. He accelerated, turned the corner, and started running away from me just as fast as that vehicle would take him. I ran out in the middle of the street, and I put one through the back window. It shattered the back window. The police said it went through the driver's side seat, and it hit him just right of the left shoulder blade. That's amazing. And then I flagged down a, a guy that was sitting at a stop sign, and, and we chased him for 11 miles. And he ended it up, ended his own life. He, he killed himself. That's an amazing story, Stephen. It's, it's, you know, God had his hand on me and took care of me through all of this. Yes. And, and I, I was... I, I believe God spoke to me at that moment, said, don't worry about those shots. Do what I sent you here for. And so so you, you, got, you arrived at the church, and he was on the inside of the church shooting, right? Well, as I, as I ran over there, I called out, and I'm, I believe that was actually God calling out the demons that was in, in him. So you called out to him to come out of the church? I just yelled, hey, on my way across there. Wow. I, th I, I think that is, I think, I think we are surrounded by a spiritual warfare that we don't see. Yes, sir. And I believe he had a demon in him, and what he was doing inside the church is he would shoot someone, and when the, then he would walk over at point-blank range and finish them off. Wow. And he had just shot Chris Workman in the back, and Chris is now paralyzed from the waist down. And he shot Chris's mother through the breast. And he was walking over to finish him off when I cried out. And apparently he heard me, and some of the people in the church heard me. And, and that, was, that had to be an awful loud yell because he was shooting, and obviously people were screaming and there was a lot of mayhem going on in the church and and they were able to hear me yell out above all of that wow and he stopped what he was doing at that moment and and came directly out the doors and started shooting he, and he hit the truck in front of me he hit the, the windshield of the car shattered the windshield of the car behind me and he hit the house behind me but he, he was unable to hit me, and I hit him. That's amazing. So the woman that was shot in the breast, did she survive? She did. As a matter of fact, Julie Workman's one of my heroes. Wow. Julie was a, uh, she is a emergency room nurse, and as soon as the shooter left, she was still bleeding from her own wounds. 
And she got up and started tying tourniquets in the church and saving lives in the church. How many people did the guy shoot? He he killed thir- 26 people. Wow. And he he shot 20 others that survived. That's amazing. Um, that is amazing, sir. I had no idea it was that in-depth. I didn't know he shot that many people and killed that many. He murdered 26 of my neighbors. And why did he do it? One, one family lost eight members of their family that day. That's amazing. Why did he go in there to shoot everybody? Because he was evil. Was There's he? E- there is evil in this world, and and the Bible says there's evil in this yeah, world. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And and. So was he, he angry at someone, or was he? His in his in laws, his mother and father in law, and uh, his wife's grandmother went to that church. Oh. Uh, and. He killed his wife's grandmother, and his mother and father-in-law didn't show up to church that day. But he killed his wife's grandmother. That's but, amazing. But but he had gone into First Baptist Church in Lavernia first. They had him on video. He had walked in there, and they kind of speculate he might have been ready to try it, start it there and then move to Sutherland Springs before the police had a chance to, to, to go to Lavernia. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but there were two uniformed police officers that went to church at First Baptist Church in Lavernia. And they speculate that he saw them and decided better of it. Did you know him or his family? Did I know? No. No one. Let me ask a last question. Were you afraid that he might shoot you or afraid for your life at any point while the shooting was happening? No, I wasn't afraid at all. I was just terrified. <laughs> That's amazing. But, but. I'm glad you're well. I'm glad nothing happened to you. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I can't tell you because uh, I was terrified, but I was completely focused. And, and I have God on my side. Yes, that's for sure. Stephen, an amazing, amazing story. Uh, have the towel recovered from all this now? Uh, in so many ways we have. In other ways, uh, we never will. Uh, Chris will be, for the rest of his life, in a wheelchair. Um, five-year-old Rylan was shot five times. Uh, seven-year-old Zoe was shot several times. Both of them, their hips are, are, and their femur are destroyed, and the hospitals have put them back together. Seventeen-year-old uh-uh. uh, um, Zach Poston was shot seven times, and his grandmother crawled on top of him and died on top of him. Wow. She, she saved his life. Um and Zach was signed up to be a Marine. He was a senior in high school, and he he was already signed up to be a Marine on the delayed entry program or whatever. And uh, so the Marines don't want Zach anymore because he's got screws and plates and right. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, to me, what you know, perfect man for a Marine. He got shot seven times and survived it and still walking and talking, you know. But How the Marines. 
How's he dealing with that now they don't want him in a Marine? Uh, he's he's going to college, trying to, to figure out what he's going to do with the rest of his life now. Yeah. He can't be a Marine, he can't, and he's got over $250,000 worth of hospital bills. Amazing. They're unpaid right now. And uh, and he signed up in college and trying to, but that's, a, you know, he's 19 years old, owes 250000 worth of uh, medical bills. I wish him well. Yeah. So, Steve, let me ask, are you married? I am. I've, did, I've been married to the most beautiful woman in the world for 30, almost 31 years now. I have uh, three of the, the greatest kids, and I have two grandbabies and one on the way. Amazing. How did your wife handle what you had gone through when she heard about it? Um, you know, when I before I ran out the door, I... I called my wife and asked her where she was, and she was at my younger daughter's house. We were building my younger daughter's house at the time, and my wife was taping and floating the walls, and she said, I'm at Rachel's house. She said, what's going on? And I said, there's an active shooter. And she said, don't go over there, and I hung up on her. Um, <laughs> so I ran over. She said, I knew you were going over there. That's right. And she knew she knew who I was, and she knew I, I was a defender at heart. Yeah, they call me the barefoot defender now. I call uh, you John Wayne. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have on shoes because I couldn't take the time to put my shoes on. Wow! So now they kind of call me the barefoot defender. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Stephen, I'm glad you are well. Nothing happened to you, and. You are an example of what men need to return to in America today. I wish you and your family well, man. We need to, in this country, and I, I talk about this all the time, in this country, what's wrong with this nation is we have to get back to valuing what God values. That's right. And God values life. Yeah. And, and I mean, all the way to the unborn, yeah. especially. That's the most innocent, and we we keep uh, aborting God's blessings. And if we keep aborting God's blessing, blessings, He's going to stop blessing us I'm as a nation. You. That's right. Steve, how can people reach you again? You gave out some information just in the beginning. What's that information? Uh, my website, and I speak all across the country, and I help churches set up safety response teams and be prepared for something like this. My website is at stephenwoolliford.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-W-I-L-L-E-F-O-R-D.com. And uh, I'm sponsored by Second Amendment Foundation, and that's at saf.org. I'm also running for county commissioner in my county of Wilson County, and okay. that is that is Williford for Texas.com. Well, Stephen, it's an honor to meet you, man. I wish you well, and we'll talk again. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless you. Thank you. Stephen Williford, folks, amazing. Absolutely amazing. 888-775-3773. Stacy. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe. And share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul 
of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.